Good morning. I hope everybody is sailing into the new year smoothly. Um, just getting back from being away for a few days and I'm definitely sick. I don't know. I have some kind of head cold, so forgive my voice. Um, but I've been doing a lot of reading while I've had a little bit of downtime and I came upon something really interesting by a woman named Shreya Daly and it's it was a conversation about uh, detachment and how the subtle art of detachment and it was of particular interest to me as I uh, approach this new year and have sort of fine-tuned my particular goals and aspects of my life that I want to improve upon. And one of them for me personally is just sort of streamlining all of the incoming noise, all of the incoming messaging, all of the people in my life, um, you know, just sort of being extremely mindful of what I allow into the circle around me. Um, and so I've been reading a few different books and just some passages that have been rather interesting. And I've come to the conclusion that um, taking a step back is sometimes as necessary as moving forward with certain aspects of life. And for me personally, um, you know, one thing I can say about my life so far is that with absolute certainty, I've always been an extremely passionate person, passionate about everything, be it work, friendships in general, full of energy. <laughs> I've always liked to give my heart, my soul, my mind completely into things that spark my curiosity and things that matter to me projects that I start I take the leap and I go all in like there's no middle spot and that works for me it's always seemed to work for me and when I was you know when I'm trying to get things done or maintain relationships um and approaching new projects I have a belief that I can achieve absolutely anything which is unrealistic, I'm aware. Um, and I think that's sort of the point that I'm getting to. You know, everything that matters to me, you know, I do with full conviction and full positivity. And in doing so, you allow everybody into that circle, everybody into your realm. You want to help everybody. You give intense passion to whoever it is that you're talking to. And I think that leads to mental fatigue and burnout because I think a lot of people feel that, um, you know, they're fatigued and they reach this extreme exhaustion and it lasts for months, you know, if not years, once they hit that point. And I think that's a little bit of a downside of being too passionate to put it simply, when you go about attaching your happiness, your existence, your life's meaning too deeply with your relationships, with your work, with your projects, 
with anything, you put yourself at risk because with attachment comes a strong urge to control those circumstances. And I mean, we have to be attached to our projects and to our goals, obviously. Um, but there's a limit, you know, I think when you can exercise some amount of control over what happens in your life, that will absolutely never eliminate the possibility of things going haywire, the possibility of your plans and ambitions not quite turning into reality. You put yourself at risk because you put so much of yourself into something unwilling to believe that there's a slight chance that it might not work out the way you plan. And I mean, we all go into our work, our projects, our relationships, not thinking of the downside, I think. I mean, we do a little bit, but you can't be overly passionate. I mean, I don't deny that this kind of confidence is necessary. It's probably the only reason behind strong risk-taking capabilities. And it's why people uh, have the achievements that they have because they have those risk-taking capabilities. And I think that's why the problem hasn't entirely have to do with passionate, being passionate alone. Um, I think it has to do with sort of the delusional thinking of, um, you know, for instance, when people say love is blind, what they essentially imply there is that the feeling too much passion an attachment towards something can skew our perception of it or make us see things that aren't there, right? Can make us unwilling to accept the possibility of things going wrong. Love is blind can make us unwilling to see the flaws in people, in our plans. It can make us oblivious to the truth that is right in front of us and we don't see it. And our friends might point it out, our families point it out, but we're skewed because we don't want to hear about the flaw in our plan. In our relationships or anything else in life that we feel strongly passionate about, we all have a tendency to look at it in a skewed manner. I don't know how to eliminate that, except that's what I'm sort of getting to. Um, if the ceiling breaks and things go wrong, despite your best efforts, you might find yourself really struggling to to manage, to cope. You know, but does that mean passion is a bad thing? I don't think it does. I, I personally need it to do anything. Without that, it means to me a sign that I'm not interested enough. Um, you know, now should you never give yourself completely into anything? Should you not love unconditionally and wholeheartedly? Should you not embrace life fully? and ready to take risks. No, of course, you, you have to be that way. But I think you should always stick to an idea of self that is independent of anything else in your life. You know, is there anything that remains, you know, if you stripped your life of your work or your deepest relationships? Is there a core within you that is separate, that's detached and at peace? irrespective of how things go in your life. Are you constantly on a roller coaster ride based on what happens? Exhilarated 
because great things are happening and then miserable because they don't excited because you met a new person and your relationship's going well and then miserable because they didn't live up to your expectation letting the things that you feel passionate about dictate your mood and your energy levels and your overall enthusiasm toward life so it's not healthy but I think the only thing that can save you in this respect is having is the art of detachment and the art of detachment is a really important thing to have it's the art of withdrawing desire from lesser things letting them fall away so that you can harness their power and it's only through detaching that you can really jump in and I know that sounds like it doesn't make sense but it's like you have to have the passion yes to put everything into and pour everything into but you also have to have the ability to detach when things aren't working and and not get crazy about it you have to be able to step back and be capable of practicing detachment when required and i mean there's there's different forms of detachment you know there's the detachment from material goals you know when people say money doesn't buy you everything but everybody thinks that money buys them everything you know and and there are a lot of people that are attached to things you know if you look at people that are hoarders for instance they hoard more and more things and it's never enough and you know there are people that no matter how much money they make it's never enough they have to have more they have to have more than everybody else you know sometimes less is more because if you become so fixated on that that you can't enjoy your life then what's the purpose of it take a step back and understand what things add value to your life don't just buy things to buy them clear away the clutter from your life so you can make room for things that really really matter and then there's a the detachment in relationships most people struggle the most with this aspect of detachment and that's natural most of us misunderstand love to be all about really holding on to the other person trying to fix them taking care of them neglecting yourself you know neglecting your own well-being while putting the other person before you it's it's not healthy it gets even worse if you let your life revolve around certain relationships if it's even if it's a relationship with your parents with your spouse with your best friend or anyone else who has a big influence in your life in all relationships you need to practice a certain amount of detachment and this is where i am and this is why i started reading about it because i personally need to do it because um it just gets to be too much when you're helping everybody and solving everybody's problems and putting it on yourself to help people get to the next level now it's one thing if i'm getting paid as a therapist but to be available 24/7 to everybody that needs relationship advice or you know whatever it is i mean you can't do that for everybody and detachment is needed 
so that you don't take everything personally and you don't, you know, you don't need to seek everybody's validation to the extent that your own opinions start to diminish. You need to draw boundaries. I think that's really the message here. And detachment is necessary. It's necessary in relationships. One of my favorite authors, Khalil Gibran, I love his work. I love his poetry. And there's um, a poem that I read a long time ago that's a favorite of mine. And it's about being detached within a relationship. And it goes as follows. But let there be spaces in your togetherness and let the winds of the heavens dance between you. Love one another, but make not a bond of love. Let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your souls. I love that. I think that's beautiful. And I think if you can approach your relationship like that, that's a beautiful thing, you know, it's giving, giving, giving the partner in your life the ability to live their life, to be together, but have spaces in your togetherness. Let there be spaces in your togetherness. That's the best advice anybody could give for a relationship. It really is. Because if you're together all the time and you're on top of each other all the time about everything, it's boring. You know, you need to you need to function individually. And then when you come together, you're interesting. You have stories to share, experiences to share. It's not the same old thing. That gets old really quickly. Um, and I think people that are like that, it's because they have a fear of being alone or they're... There's some kind of fear that makes them very clingy when they're in a relationship, and it's it's quite unhealthy. So as you approach this new year, I think it's really important to step back and detach a bit and let go of things and detach from your own thoughts if you can. You know, look at your thoughts as an outsider. Let them come and go without allowing yourself to be so obsessed by them. And it's a practice. You know, you have to practice being detached. It's not something that comes easy. But it's really about self-preservation. And, you know, they say your mind can be your best friend or your worst enemy. Make it your best friend. You know, there's a lot of stress and anxiety in life and how you approach it is everything. So create that mental peace for yourself. And, you know, let that mental peace be the only constant in your life and and practice detachment so you can achieve that. And, um, and, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. It's a tough habit to break, but it's it's for your own self-preservation. And if you just do little by little, take a step back every day, detach a little bit, um, I think you'll find yourself feeling better really quickly. I'm in the process of doing this in my relationships, and 
I see a difference in my internal sense of calm and no one's, you know, la- no one's lacking for my attention, but I have boundaries now and I'm not afraid to not pick up the phone and to not be available when I don't feel like being available. And it's pretty empowering and I would suggest you try it. And if anybody gets mad at you, that's just them being selfish and they're not used to you not being available constantly. And then they have to adjust too. Set up, set the bar of expectation for those around you and it's okay. Put yourself first and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Embracing Life.